Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The biggest breaking news stories and outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. A very good morning to you. It is Wednesday, the 12th of July. You're watching Breakfast with me, David Bull, here on Talk TV. Coming up, the BBC presenter at the centre of a sex scandal is facing fresh allegations, with a second young person claiming the star broke lockdown rules to meet them during the COVID pandemic. Meanwhile, President Vladimir Zelensky has branded NATO absurd for refusing to offer Ukraine swift entry into the military alliance once the war with Russia is over. And the game of ping pong over the illegal migration bill continues. MPs reversed 15 of the amendments imposed by the House of Lords. The bill now returns to the upper house. The time is 6.33 and this is Talk Breakfast. Well, uh, very good morning to you. Thank you very much indeed for joining me on this fine morning. Uh, The story continues, obviously, the BBC in fresh crisis. This is day, what, six now of this crisis. A second young person has come forward. The Prime Minister has also waded in. Also, we have now heard this morning that lockdown rules allegedly have been broken. Tim Davey tried to reassure people about the state of the BBC yesterday and fresh questions remain. I'm delighted to say joining me this morning, Emma Revel, political commentator. Very good morning to you. Morning. I don't know where you start, to be quite honest. I mean, another day, another story. The BBC mired in crisis. The second young person has now come forward. I think it's extraordinary that the Prime Minister is now involved and also saying, if there's anyone else out there, come forward. It always feels like these things take on a life of their own once MPs and cabinet ministers start being asked about it on you know morning media rounds and things like that. It always feels... A little bit over the top to me that the Prime Minister is asked to comment on things like this. You know, he's at an international summit. He's got much more important things on his plate as far as I'm concerned. Well, I would agree with that. Now, just in terms of this second person, and I've, I've danced around this and been very, very careful for the last, what, five days now, because I think it's really important that we do that. But this second young person has come forward. And uh, just in terms of what they, they said, that essentially... They were contacted by this presenter through an online app. I'm being very careful what I say here. (laughs) Through an online app. This moved then allegedly onto WhatsApp. There is nothing illegal in that, given that this young person is in their 20s. 
Indeed. I think the the sort of hook, as it were, for this story is the the alleged breaking of lockdown rules. This is the thing we, we talk yeah. about in many, many different people uh, mm-hmm. and their alleged breaking of lockdown rules. But this is an, another example um, in this case. Uh, indeed. Now, the, the extraordinary thing is that the... Well, I don't suppose it is that extraordinary, but essentially when the presenter allegedly then revealed themselves, they said to the young person, don't tell anyone... Mm. Uh, and I, I can understand that point of view, given if you are a high-profile person. Mm. But the young person, and I don't know the details of this story, none of us do, hinted online they might name the presenter. Mm. Apparently, they were sent abusive, expletive-filled messages. So, again, another web of intrigue here. Yeah. Just as, as soon as we think we have clarity on what is going on, it becomes murkier. Well, and indeed, we don't know you know, the, the content of these messages. I'm sure some people would potentially be thinking, well, if someone threatened to reveal something private about me, I don't think I'd respond very well either. But, it, you know, we don't know what what abusive text messages looks like and, and what, you know, how inappropriate they may have been. No, and it goes on to say that this young person said the threats made in the message, messages had frightened the young mm. person and they remain scared to this day. Now, just in terms of this, we talked about the Prime Minister getting involved, but also the Sun, which is the paper that obviously broke this in the first place, mm. uh, reported the presenter had been accused of breaking lockdown to visit a 23-year-old um, who uh, the presenter had met on a dating app And the newspaper went on to say that actually it had seen messages suggesting that as well as visiting the person's home, this alleged presenter or this presenter had sent money and asked for a picture as Mm. well. So the sun very much sticking to its guns. Yeah. Indeed, indeed, they're they're you know bringing out uh, other other examples of the young people, um, as is often the case. Once you know a story is out there, if if there are other people that have experienced the same thing, they then feel able to to come out once once uh, the story has been put in the public domain. Indeed. What did you think of Tim Davies' response yesterday? Well, I feel a little bit sorry for Tim Davies, actually. It's probably not a very popular opinion. But, you know, it was the BBC's company accounts day. They weren't necessarily... Which is it, normally very dull. Which is normally... Well, the only interesting bit about it is BBC salaries. Indeed. That's the bit we'll everyone cares about. We'll talk about that later about. on, yes. Uh, but obviously ended up talking about, about these issues as well. Um, it's a very difficult position for the BBC to be in while there is a BBC investigation and indeed now while there is a police investigation into whether there needs to be a formal investigation, as it were. Indeed. I mean, as I said to Chris, I mean, it seems extraordinary. The BBC mm. investigation, a serious investigation unit, managed to do one email and one phone call, yeah. which doesn't seem like a very serious investigation to me. It also transpires that allegedly a police force was actually contacted before all of this mm. started. So that changes the story yet again. Indeed, and, and there seems to be some differences of opinion about whether the BBC were told all the details the police were told that if the police decided there was no inquiry uh, no inquiries needed uh, and the you know the parents of the the first individual weren't happy about this so went to the BBC anyway mm. whether they knew the police had been told or not it's there's a lot of different opinions I mean this around. is a very fast moving story I'm yeah. sure there will be more to come throughout probably this program yeah. actually <laughs> let's move back to uh, the illegal migration bill this mm-hmm. is something that I know many uh, of our listeners and viewers are, are very anxious about obviously it's been uh, this ping pong continues so obviously 20 amendments were inflicted by the house of Lords. went back to the house of commons and they had all of these votes it's a really extraordinary process actually and actually i think the government will be pleased they managed to overturn 15 of those it then returns to the house of Lords. the two thorns in the side theresa may and ian duncan smith i did and you know this is sort of 
parliamentary procedure as it's supposed to work. Uh, I think people probably look at it going incredibly late into the night with votes and go, this is very <laughs> odd. Uh, I think the late night bit is particularly odd and it would be mm. nice if we could do this in normal working hours. Yeah. But this is how the House of Commons and the House of Laws are supposed to work together. So, so, so what do you think happens next when it goes back to the upper house? Well, the House of Lords have sort of limited uh, ability to keep making amendments in this way. Eventually, the House of Commons, as the democratically elected chamber, will win out. It's just a little bit of, you know, checks and balances and going back and forth and the Mm. House of Lords being able to express their opinion, which they're never, ever reticent to do. No, absolutely. And of course, the government could use the Parliament Act to force Mm. it through. I mean, it's rare. Yeah. And I I suspect, given the strength of feeling in at least the Conservative Party in the House of Commons, that won't be necessary. As you say, government didn't suffer defeats last night in the mm. House of Commons. So they're, they're fairly confident they can get this through, I think. I mean, it, It'll it, just take some time. It, it will indeed. And of course, time is against them, isn't it? Mm. Because of course, recess is coming up. And, yeah. and so it does seem very archaic that if you've got such an essential piece of legislation, that you're battling the school calendar. Yeah, battling the parliamentary calendar. Don't you think that's weird? I, 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 as long as there's not a new session of Parliament entirely, a new King's speech, it's it's not as difficult. But yeah, they will, I think we're sitting for another week uh, in the House. Indeed. So, you know, the, the clock so, is ticking. The clock is very much ticking and it seems extraordinary to me. We've got tons to talk about as well. We need to talk about uh, Ukraine and NATO membership Mm. and NATO light and Zelensky's (laughs) comment also uh, branding NATO absurd for refusing to offer Ukraine swift entry into the military alliance once the war is over. Time is tight, though. Uh, Let's go back to the BBC. Thank you for the moment, Emma. Um, Just back to the BBC. Um, So BBC Director General Tim Davey. And this is extraordinary, I think, said the corporation would consider overhauling its processes surrounding serious complaints about top stars. Is that enough, do you think? Does it actually restore your faith in the BBC? And if it does, tell us why. The number 0344 499 1000. Text the word talk and your message to 8722 and tweet us at Talk TV. And this is the biggest breaking news stories and outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 